How are you? I'm good. Um, so I came here to ask you some questions about intersectional identity. Intersectional identity is basically what you what you think of yourself as, like who you are, based on like your life experiences and what you have done around that to form your own identity. So, you have played football at Baylor University. Um, what is your overall perception of football now? Do you still love it like you used to, or is it, um, is the sport kind of fading away? It's a good question. It's pretty deep. Um, you know, I would say that I loved playing the game. I had a passion for playing the game. You know, now that I'm older and I've been removed from the game for so long, I don't find myself really watching it as much as you might think somebody like myself would watch football. Um, you know, honestly, I kind of think it's trivial. I have more important things and passions and other passions, you know, at this time of my life that, you know, when I was younger, I couldn't even envision, you know. Yeah. What made you stop playing football? Well, there there were a lot of things that, you know, put an end to my football career. You know, one, um, I would say politics. I think a lot of people have an idea that, you know, when you play football at a Division One school and, and, and you have this great opportunity, which you do, that, you know, pure talent always meets the field. Pure talent really gets what they deserve and it's not always the case there's a lot of politics in sports a lot of politics and you know big time football and sometimes the better athletes don't make it on the field they don't get the recognition that they they should or deserve um so you know at my time at baylor you know i i didn't get the opportunity to do my pro day i was kind of blackballed um unfortunately um, so I had to find my own way to try to get in front of scouts. Um, I did have pro workouts with some Canadian teams, some Marina teams and some NFL teams. Um, unfortunately I, I had injuries. I, I tore my hamstring, uh, when I worked out for the Raiders. Um, so, you know, things happen. Um, I, I pursued football for a very long time, probably longer than I should have. Um, and a lot of that has to do with, you know, the way I identified myself, um, I couldn't detach from the idea of not being a football player. I didn't really have an identity. And, and I think a lot of that kept me in a place where, you know, it was time for me to grow. And it was like I was refusing to grow as an individual and as a person. And around that time, you know, I, I also had a family. Um, I had my daughter, Cheyenne, you, <laughs> <laughs> and um, in college. And, you know, my priorities started to shift. Um, and, 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 you know, I had to make, you know, grown up decisions and, and, and I had to put my ego aside and, and, you know, and then, and then, and, and to really think about how I was going to support a family and, you know, and then they, they, and then, you know, unfortunately the economy crashed and that really made, put things in, in perspective, you know, kind of like the situation that we're in now, you know, I mean, there's young parents out there maybe had dreams, things they wanted to do. And COVID has literally put a stop to it. It's out of their control. And similar thing happened back in 2008, 2009, the housing market crashed and 
you know, I found myself in a situation where I couldn't support my family financially. There were things that I aspired to that I wanted to do that I couldn't afford to. And I, I literally just had to find a way to survive. And football just did not have a, a priority at that time. You know, I had, I had to take care of my family. Yeah. And a lot of, and some people may have, you know, look, you, you, you know, there's all people are people are people and, and people make decisions. And, you know, I like to think that I made the right decision. I think, honestly, it was probably later than it should have been. I should have hung up my cleats a lot sooner and and maybe pursued other things I had passions for. Um, I sacrificed a lot. There was a lot of things that I was talented in that I, I kind of forego for football, and I regret it now. But, you know, I, I think when you decide the end's the end, it's not really usually one thing that brings it to an end. It's, it's a... It's a compilation of things and you know that's kind of what happened with football was just you know I was getting older I had a family um it wasn't really working out I was kind of pushing it a lot farther than I needed to um I also had outside pressures that kind of pushed me to continue trying to play football beyond the point I really wanted to and that was my father who really just couldn't let it go um you know unfortunately I I came from a a very dysfunctional and abusive household. Uh, my father was not was not a a a good an easy person to to deal with, and and you know I think a lot of that went into it as well. Uh, my fear of disappointment, my fear of rejection, uh, the 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 verbal or psychological abuse that I was going to endure for quitting football, um, and I. I really, I really, I think there was a moment in my life where I was just done. I was ready to quit and I continued it because I had this outside pressure. Um, so, you know, there was, there was, there's a lot of things that contributed to it, but, but I would, I would say once it came to an end, um, you know, I, I had to deal with a lot of identity issues. Um, I had to figure out what kind of career I was going to have, what I was going to do with my life. And how I was going to move forward. And it was really challenging at first. I, I, I probably took, you know, several years of extreme depression. And it's not a normal. Most people that I know that have dedicated their life to a sport as long as I did, really, a lot of them have gone through the same, the same thing. Um, and a, lot of, a lot of them also come from, you know, dysfunctional families, um, situations where, they've wrapped their identity into something that's, you know, you can't be a football player for the rest of your life. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it, 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 it can, it can, it really knocks you out when you're faced with the reality that it's coming to an end and you get, you got to, <laughs> you don't know who you are, but a football player. Yeah. You mentioned to me previously that you wanted to get into the music business. Um, now you work in technology sales. Do you still have that dream of becoming in the music industry one day? If so, what do you think you could have done when you were younger to make your dream a reality? And if not, what do you think you can tell me or Gianna about making choices um, when it comes to our future careers? So, <clears throat> I was pretty talented as a younger you know, guy, a kid. Um, I had a lot of passions. Um, football was one of them. Music was another one of them. I played the bass, played the guitar, played the piano. 
was really interested in writing music and producing music at a young age. Um, I even, before I went to Baylor, I actually went to USC to play football and had some academic issues. And, and, and unfortunately, that, that career ended at USC and I, I had to transfer to another school to play football. Um, but I also got into the music industry program at USC, which is not an easy thing to do. It's a very elite school, very, made some great, met some great people, some famous people in that, in that industry program. But, you know, I, I made a sacrifice, you know, when I decided to like really focus on football, I left a lot of other things aside. I, I was, I was a great artist. I could draw, I could paint, I could play music. And, you know, I, 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 I left that behind because I felt for some reason that like, if I was going to make it in the NFL, I was, I was going to make it as a professional football player. I couldn't entertain these other things. Like it just wasn't important. I kind of had that Spartan outlook on life. And, you know, looking back, I really regret it. Um, and after I got done playing football, I did kind of go back to um, music. I, I, I started a sports and entertainment management business, which, you know, it, it floundered for a while. I, you know, I wish it was more successful. It just didn't work out. I was managing a I was managing a fighter. I was managing a few football players. Um, and I was also managing a band that, you know, had a, 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 a major distribution deal with EMI, which is one of the four major recording uh, record companies in, in the world. And uh, we were going on concerts, you know, they were, you know, pretty talented guys. They were, you know, they, they did a lot of front shows for, um, you know, a lot of bigger bands. And, you know, it went well for a while and, and, you know, but a lot of the things I was working on, they just, you know, they just weren't working out. Like the fighter that I was managing, you know, he just, he just, one day he just didn't like punching people <laughs> and he became really religious and, you know, that's fine. Um, some of the football players that I was working with, extremely talented, they just couldn't get contracts. They just never, they couldn't get on the field. They couldn't get a pro contract and it kind of just fizzled. And then even my band, you know, it was, there was a situation, you know, it basically came down to, you know, the record label they were signed to and, and EMI records, you know, they did not want to fund the money to really market the album to be successful. And it was kind of like a dead end. Like they had this distribution, but like nobody wanted to put up the money to really get out there to sell it. And that happens a lot to smaller artists. I mean, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, you know, you know, if you, it, you know, it's like anything in business, if you can't prove your worth, I mean, people are less likely to give you money for it. You know, I mean, you got to show sales if you want people to give you money. And then, and then I think out of frustration, the band broke up and it just didn't work out. But, you know, around that same time, again, you know, the, the, the market was bad. Um, you know, I had a family at the end of the day, you know, that took precedence. Um, and, you know, when you really want to do something special, like working in an entertainment industry, um, you, you're going to be having to make some serious sacrifices. And I think a lot of people have an idea that like, you know, oh, I'll go work in, you know, the music industry and I'll get a job. And like, it doesn't work that way. You know, I mean, if you want to be in production or 
work, go on the studio side of things, you're pretty much going to work for free. You know I mean, and you got to figure out a way to support yourself while you're working for free at an internship. And believe me, there's a thousand people behind you waiting, waiting in line to take your job. And so they don't care. And, you know, for me, I just, I didn't have, I, I couldn't do that. You know, I couldn't make those sacrifices. I had a family to take care of. And, you know, I, I, and I've always been a salesperson. I've always been in sales. Um, you know, when I was 16 years old, I used to sell rugs on the street corner in LA. You know, I used to help this guy out, hang out, you know, hang his rugs, <laughs> watch his rugs, make sure nobody ripped them off. And, you know, eventually as I got older, I got through high school and college, you know, he, he basically gave me the autonomy to go out there and do it myself and, you know, kind of earn a commission. He used to pay me 50 bucks, you know. Uh, a day over the weekend and and then and then and then when he trusted me to handle the business you know I just ran with it and whatever I sold I made a commission off of and you know I kind of just been running with that since you know I've I've always you know tried to make my own money and uh you know through a long list of different companies I've worked for and different sales opportunities I've worked for you know, I, I, I found myself in technology sales because I, you know, I wanted the ability to, you know, make as, you know, make as much money as I could um, in a field that I knew that I could make a lot of money at because I have a family to support. And that's really my driving force is my family. Um, you know, I like technology sales. I like sales in general. I mean, I think almost everything we do involves some some capacity of sales. And I've always been good at it. Um you know, and eventually, I mean, I think hopefully one day I'll be able to start my own business, start my own company or, or do something like that. But in the meantime, you know, I, I want to support my family. Um, you know, I'm supporting my wife. She's in nursing school. You know, I want her to be successful. Um, I look at myself as like kind of, you know, the pillar for my family. I hold everything together. Um, and, 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 and that's, that's who I view myself now. Is there anything you would say to your 23-year-old self if you could travel back in time? Yeah, I mean, I think anybody would want to go back and tell themselves things to change things. But then, you know, realistically, those things could change things in a way that, you know, it would alter your, your life as you know it today. That's kind of being, I don't know, that's be a little more, more than you probably needed to know. I don't know. But I would have to say, you know, if I went back and when I was 23, you know, I would tell myself not to take myself so seriously. Don't take football so seriously. You know, there's life after football. Um, you know, be open-minded. Appreciate your gifts, all of them, not just your athletic ability. Um, don't, don't wrap yourself up in this idea that you have to be a football player. You have to be an athlete. You have to, you know, be this, this person. Don't wrap, wrap yourself up into this thing because, you know, it's all going to come crashing down, you know, like just, you know, take care of yourself, you know, um, really take care of yourself mentally and physically. Um, don't get yourself too down. Um, you know, stay strong. You know, life 
life is short, you know, we have, it's, life is delicate, but it's also very long. And, you know, we, we, you, you know, what you think you're going to do today is not what you're going to do tomorrow. And, you know, there is life after football, you know, there's life after, you know, um, college. And if I could go back, I would, I would, I would, I would tell myself that so that I was, I would be more mentally healthy, um, more mentally prepared, um, to handle the disappointments in life and realize that like, you know, you're going to, you're going to have rejection. You're going to have, you know, times of, of difficult, you know, difficult times in your life. You're going to have awesome times in your life. And, you know, they're, they're all, they're all passing, you know? And you, you can't ever let yourself get into a place where, you know, you think it's just never going to end, you know. And, and uh, you know, I would probably save myself a lot of time, a lot of lost time, you know. And, 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 and that's the one thing in life we don't have is, is, is time, you know. So if I could go back, you know, I would, I would tell myself those things and I would say, you know, make better use of your time. Um, so how do you identify yourself now? After all your hardships and all of your experiences, how do you identify yourself and what will you do to keep improving yourself as a person overall? That's a tough one. Um, you know, now I identify myself as, you know, um, a father, a husband, um, and, you know, just try to be a better person, um, I don't really ever want to get into the trap of inflating my ego or inflating, you know, my identity with something like I did with football. Cause it, you know, at the end of the day, when you do that, man, it comes to an end. And a lot of times it comes to an end, you, you know, you lose, you lose a bit of yourself and it does something to you, you know, mentally. And, and I, I don't ever want to be, I don't ever want to feel like that again. You know, I don't want to ever feel like I don't want to crash and burn like I did when I stopped playing football. You know, yeah. I, I don't, <clears throat> you know, I don't think it's healthy to identify yourself with, you know, any one thing like, oh, I'm a, I'm a football player or, you know, I'm a boxer or I'm a track runner or I'm a musician or, you know, you know, like what you do is what you do. It's not who you are. And when I was younger, I didn't really understand that. And now as I get older, you know, I understand that. And I realize that, like, the people in my life, it's what's really most important to me. Yeah, sure. Do I want to be successful? Do I want to work in the music industry again? I don't know. Maybe. Um, you know, I'm not as, I'm not as uh, fixated on that. You know, sometimes you got to ask yourself why you want to do something. Yeah, sure, I love singing, I love playing music, I love music in general, but, like, music industry is like any industry, you know, it's tough, it's grueling, um, and, you know, a lot of egos in that industry and entertainment, and, uh, yeah, that's what people want, they want the fame, they want the power, um, they want to be in a position where they can, you know, influence people, um, and that's what they identify with. It's not necessarily a healthy thing, you know. 
And, you know, you could be a chef, you could be a musician, you could be a rock star, a famous actress or a famous actor. And, you know, these things are just jobs. At the end of the day, I think when I got older, as, as I've gotten older, I realized that these are just jobs, you know. People have families, people have lives outside of that, and that's what's most important. You know, you look at somebody like, um, I mean, Eddie Murphy's a great actor. I grew up on Eddie Murphy. He's a great comedian. He's starting to do a lot more movies now. Um, and, you know, like, he just took some time off. You know, he's, he's got 10 kids. He's got a big family. Um, and he wanted to take time to be with his kids. He's Eddie Murphy. He's a funny guy. You know, he's a comedian. He'll always go back to doing stuff, and that's probably his passion. But, like, that's not who he is. You know, yeah. if somebody like that could take a hiatus to, to spend time with their family, to be a father, they're not so stuck in this realm of, you know, I have to do this because this is who I am. And I don't ever want to feel like that. Who I am is a father. Um, you know, I want to, I'm, I'm creative. You know, I'm not just a football player. You know, I'm not just a sales guy. I'm not just, you know, a technology sales guy. I, I enjoy different things. Um, I like to have conversations with different people. Um, I think, you know, when you grow up in a certain way, you have low self-esteem. You think you think you have to think a certain way or behave a certain way or be a certain way. And, you know, you kind of lose yourself. And it took me a lot of years to kind of figure this out. You know, I feel like I, my whole life I've never really known who I am. If you if you really want to talk about identity. Um, and there's a lot and we can't really go into everything. But there's a lot of things that contributed to that growing up. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that, that have a healthy upbringing. They're balanced. Um, and, you know, they're able to detach themselves from what they do. They don't identify themselves with what they do. And, and you know, they, they, they live healthier lifestyles, you know. Yeah. And that's very important. It's crazy. Eddie Murphy has 10 kids. So what did you eat for lunch? Ribs. Yes. Speaking of food, um, what is your favorite Italian dish to cook? Uh, it's a that's a that's a that's a pretty specific question. I mean, <laughs> uh, being Italian, uh, I love Italian food and I love cooking a lot of different type of dishes. But you know, the one dish that I love to cook that's that's you know. It's it's Italian. It's it's a it's a but a kind of a kind of Italian American is is just making uh, you know my 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 nice my nice what we call Sunday gravy. You know uh, a big pot of sauce with different different cuts of meat, meatballs and things like that. And uh, it takes a long time to cook, but you know I, that's I, I enjoy cooking it. I enjoy um, you know cooking with my my daughters, showing them how to to, to make the sauce and 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 um, make it a kind of a family affair but there's a lot of other dishes i like to make um meat dishes i love i love uh osobuco which is you know it's a veal shank and and uh takes a long time to cook i love you know chicken piccata and marsala chicken marsala and a lot a lot of great a lot of great italian dishes um 
but uh, as far as cooking, you know, and, and taking my time with it and really making a nice dinner that everybody enjoys, um, is just making my 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 big pot of you know sauce, and I think uh, it distracts me from my stresses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you think food is a way to connect with others? And if so, how so? Yeah, I, absolutely. I think I think food is something that everybody, most people enjoy. Um, I think you know. I think even statistically, I mean, you know, when you when you eat with people that you may not know, mm-hmm. maybe you sit down and eat, have a nice meal with them, they're more likely to trust you after that meal than if you met with them with no food involved. Um, don't remember where I read that, but probably came out of a sales book. But I, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think, you know, everybody loves, you know, most people love food. Um, you know, you think about Thanksgiving dinners and Christmas dinners. Um, these are these are large meals where people gather and come together. And, you know, you you get this time to, to spend time with each other. I mean, I think the the saddest thing, you know, in today's world is that, you know, people are too busy families are too busy to sit down and eat as a family and talk and have that social environment. Um, you know, where they're sitting at the dinner table, looking at their phone, they're tweeting while they're eating dinner and their mother's trying to talk to them. And, you know, like, I think there's, there's a lot of that is lost to me. It's very important and very traditional. I like sitting down. I like having dinner, uh, with my family, um, and, and, and talking about the days and, you know, the day, the day events and, and what happened and, um, I think it's very important for the, you know, for my kids and children, you know, for everybody to be just kind of involved and have that moment of, of just a, a quiet meal where, where you, you can enjoy people's company. Um, and that's how, that's how I feel about that. When did you find the love for cooking? <clears throat> um, you know, I started cooking at a really young age. I mean, I, I... I started cooking probably like when I was four. Um, yeah, I mean, I I would, I would, like, cook eggs and, you know, fry a piece of ham, cook it with Tabasco sauce, and um, make my own food. Like, and I just enjoyed the process of cooking, and I've always cooked. Um, you know, I a lot of that came probably from my my grandfather. My grandmother was an amazing cook. And she was, she was a fan. I mean, she used to make her homemade candy and I mean, the stuff that she used to make was just out of this world. Um, and so I've always, I've always loved cooking. It's always been like, you know, honestly in a different life or maybe, you know, maybe later on in this life, uh, you know, I, I, you know, that's, you know, opening, you know, being a chef or, or getting into cooking was something I've always considered. Um, you know, out of everything that I've done, it's the one thing that like, I enjoy doing consistently that like is kind of like my art. Yeah. Food is art. <laughs> if you could live in one place for the rest of your life, where would it be? Italy. <laughs> okay. And why? Um I mean partly partly just heritage, um culture. It's a beautiful country, um, amazing food, 
And, you know, I don't know, to me it's like, you know, I'm going back to, you know, the old country. I'm, 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 I'm going back home. You know, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm American. I'm proud to be American. I love being an American. I'm, I love being able to live in America. But, like, also part of me has a connection to, you know, that world. You know, um, this is a part of me. This is who I am as well. And, you know, I mean, let's face it, I don't like 99% of the food I eat on a daily basis is probably mostly Italian or Italian influenced, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't eat a lot of American food. Um, and, you know, outside of that, maybe Mexican food, because I grew up in LA, mm-hmm. and I love Mexican food. But, <laughs> you, know, you know, yeah, I mean, beautiful beaches, um, you know, really great food, um, the culture, the life lifestyle you know um yeah i think i think if i could retire somewhere and live somewhere um you know italy would be a great place when i turn 40 that's a long way it's not that it's not that long it's not that long (laughs) i'm telling you right now it goes by quick i know but when i turn 40 what is one thing you would be proud of me for When you're 40 and, you know, you, you are your own person, um, you've built the life that you're proud of, um, you know, you, you, you're, you're, you're happy with your life, you're happy with who you are, um, you can appreciate people, appreciate beautiful things, um, and, and really be at peace with that, um, that's what I would be proud with. You know, I, 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 th- I think you're, you're an amazing, you know, I, I couldn't ask for a better daughter. You're amazing and you're very smart. Um, you're very talented. Um, and you know, I think you'll do amazing things in your life. You know, if you stay strong and focused and just be who you are, you know, not lose yourself. I think think once you lose yourself when you get distracted by the outside world you know the outside voices um and you lose you lose a little bit of yourself you know and and that would be my biggest fear is that you know you lose yourself but if you could live your life and be who you are today um but better you know just 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 more polished I mean, I would, I would be proud of that because, you know, life is tough. You know, I, I'm not going to lie. Life, life can be tough. Life could be wonderful, but it could also be tough. It, it'll knock you on your butt and some people will stay there and, and others will, will rise above it. And if you can rise above and, and be who you are, generally who you are as a person, you know, I would be proud of that. Thank you. What is one thing you love about yourself? I think, um, well, I, the one thing I love about, that's a weird thing to say. I don't, I don't really talk like that, but I guess if you're going to say something like, what's the one thing I love about myself? The one thing I love about myself is my, is, 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 is the ability um to to be compassionate and loving um 
to my family and my kids in a, in a, in a, an almost unconditional way, which I'm sure a lot of parents probably would say the same thing. Um, you know, one thing I, I love about myself is that, um, you know, despite the hardships, despite maybe a lot of suffering and pain that I experienced in my own life, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't put that on my kids. I, I don't conflate that. I don't, you know, I, I, I'm able to separate myself and, and kind of, you know, take that in a way where I could provide information to my children to be better people, um, to be a little wiser, you know, and, and, and um, be a little more compassionate. And uh, I, I guess, I guess... It's a tough question because I, I really don't I really don't think of like I don't think about myself like that you know but I will say this my family is very important and you know if I had to love something about myself it would be the love I have for my family one final question how do you think your own identity and your experiences shape your perspective over the world? Um, you know, I, I think, you know, for me, I, I just, I think, you know, a, a lot of people make bigger things than they need to be. I think, you know, my view of the world is that there's beautiful things, there's horrible things, there's just a mixed match of people um, and, 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 and situations in life that you have to try to maneuver through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think, you know, you spend your whole life trying to better understand yourself as you're going through life. You know, I think the one thing that I've learned for myself, my identity, is that, you know, I was a kid when I was younger, and this is probably not that abnormal. I'm sure, like, a lot of people when they're in their 20s think they're invincible. You know, they're superstar athlete, or, you know, they they build themselves up with this huge ego. And I think, you know, you go from a, a stage of, you know, this really high, you put yourself up in this really high a place where, you know, you, you think you're the world and you're not. And one day you're hit with something that brings humility in your life. And once you've experienced that, you realize that, you know, life is short. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, I would say, You know, I, I kind of like losing my train of thought here, but I would say, you know, the universe is larger than we can imagine, right? Mm-hmm. And even the most famous, successful people in this world, you know, they're they're a they're like a blip in the universe, you know. Yeah. And you know, I think when I was younger, 
yeah, probably I was like, yeah, I get it. But like I was, I was just in a, in a different way that, you know, uh, too much pride, too much ego, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm really a nobody, but I think I'm everything type of attitude. Mm-hmm. And now that I realize like, you know, as you get older, you realize what's really important to you. What's really important to you. It's not all this stuff, you know, the things you buy, the stuff that you watch on TV, the job you have. I mean, what's really important to you is what makes you happy. What's really important to you is the people in your lives. You know, what's really important to you, to pe- you know, to me, I'm sorry, is, is, you know, who you are as a person, who I am as a man, a father, a husband. Um, th- those are the things that are important because I directly touch that, you know, I, I directly influence, you know, my children and my household and my wife. Um, I may or may not influence anybody else, but, you know, if I influence you and you live a great life and you can provide a better life for your children and I, and I create a trend of, you know, better living, then, you know, I, I, that, that's, that, that probably means more in the grand scheme of things than caring about you know, somebody who, like, watched me play football 15 years ago. Yeah. You know? So, this has been an interesting experiment. Um, you know, I, I probably rambled a little bit during the, the interview. I'm not really used to doing these type of interviews. And some of this stuff is a little bit uncomfortable because I don't really talk about it. Um, but you know, maybe it's like a little bit of therapy. So maybe you did me some good. Um, you know, I hope your classmates don't think I'm crazy, (laughs) but I appreciate you taking the interest in, in me as, uh, you know, a person and, and the things I've done with my life. Um, I wonder why you chose me and not your mother, but um, if you think that much of me, then I will just accept that as a good thing. <laughs> um, thank you for interviewing me and, you know, I wish you the best and hopefully that this goes well on your end. Thank you.